Coming up on AEA Amplified, Chris Owens and Sean Wilkie of Cumulus Aviation in Caldwell, Idaho. From the Aircraft Electronics Association, this is AEA Amplified, a podcast for aviation's technology experts, with your host, Jeff Hill. Hello and welcome to AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and a leading provider of integrated avionics systems for military and civil operators around the world. From rugged integrated flight displays to digital flight control systems for rotor and fixed wing aircraft, Genesis has solutions to increase safety and decrease pilot workload. To learn more about how Genesis can help your customers, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Jeff Hill, for this February 2021 edition of AEA Amplified. And our guests today are Chris Owens, and he's the Accountable Manager with Cumulus Aviation, along with the Repair Station's owner, Mr. Sean Wilkie. So, Chris and Sean, it's great to have you with us, and thanks so much for joining us. Um, Sean, I'd like to maybe start with you and, and ask you, as the owner and the founder of of the repair station there. Tell us what motivated you to get into the repair station industry and open up a shop in Southwest Idaho. Hi, Jeff. Uh, first of all, I'd like to pass on my appreciation for having the opportunity to be on your really good podcast, as well as how grateful and excited we are to have such a good article that you guys put in that February issue, um, documenting the creation of our 145 repair station here in Caldwell, Idaho. Um, hope that it maybe gives some guidance or might answer some questions for anyone else who might be looking to do something similar. The AEA is a great source for a lot of people and pilots, students, to someone like us who wants to start their own repair station. There are a lot of programs we found that are from the AEA and uh, a lot of information provided by the AEA that's a true asset to anyone interested in avionics, and that's been a huge help to us. But for as what got me wanting to start a repair station, um, I guess I'd have to probably trace that back to a lifetime love for everything aviation related. When I was about five, I went to an air show and uh, was obsessed, kind of for lack of a better word, with aviation from then on. I couldn't kick the bug. And so from there out, all I ever wanted to do really was be a pilot. But when I was a senior in high school, 9-11 happened. So that took the commercial pilot demand and pretty much eliminated that. And so it changed my plans from going to either a normal flight training program or to the military and kind of put them on hold for a while. And so after that, uh, though, I always kept hope out for flying of some sort and wanted to someday. But had to start working in the real world. And uh, then in 2007, I finally decided it was time to go get my pilot's license. And so I got that in 2008 and was lucky enough to have found a good flight instructor who was also an A&P here in Caldwell named Darren Hunt. And uh, he really started opening my eyes to aircraft maintenance and always making sure things were done perfectly since lives were on the line. And uh, as I flew more, I decided to get my own plane. So I got a Cessna 172 about five years ago. Um, 
during that search, though, Darren uh, taught me a lot about what to look for when looking to acquire an aircraft, looking at the history and the logbooks and uh, physically inspecting them. And the more of the different logbooks I saw on the aircraft I looked, uh, looked at, the more I realized how important proper aircraft maintenance and records were, you know, not only for safety, but for resale. But unfortunately, I ran into a lot of roadblocks and I was just trying to purchase an aircraft due to poor maintenance or records keeping. And that always kind of stayed in the back of my mind, left a little bit of a sour taste as to how, how guys do things sometimes. So after I finally found the right 172, it wasn't long before I wanted to start upgrading the avionics in it. And I looked at uh, a number of other people's avionics installations along the way just to see what they looked like and, and what their thoughts were on them. And uh, some of them were definitely less than par. And so I learned a lot by looking at those and realized how important it was to choose a reputable shop that knew what they were doing. And so I did a lot of searching to find a shop, and we do have a few shops around that have a good reputation. But uh, when I called to schedule or do anything, they were typically a minimum of six months out, but more likely a year before they could even get me in to start seriously looking at what to do on these avionics. And then the ADSB mandate just added to that. So there's just become a huge backlog, at least in our area. And from what I've heard, a lot of other areas um, for good shops like this. And so I thought, man, why doesn't somebody else, you know, do an avionics shop? And I kept thinking that and thinking that. And then after several years of, of asking myself, why doesn't somebody else do that? Um, I was talking to my flight instructor to get a little, get some ideas and different things on, you know, what is a repair station and, and what's it take and what's that entail. And I finally decided, you know what, why don't I try it? I might as well. I've talked to enough people in the Nevans there. And uh, so the first thing I decided was I knew from other businesses that I started and ran that probably the most important thing to start with are the people. So the first person I got, her name was Ivy Hunt, and she was uh, critical to starting the process. And so we started with research and looking into different things and what we needed to do and realized uh, what a daunting task the manuals would be uh, and just didn't even know really where to start. We'd go down one avenue and realize that we just we're way in over our head. And during this process, we were also looking to, to hire somebody to do the day-to-day -day and help manage and build the, the manuals. And we interviewed a lot of different candidates, well-qualified candidates, um, guys with great backgrounds. And then somehow after an extensive search, uh, Ivy came up with Chris's number and called him. And we thought, uh, well, it's a long shot, but let's just run it by him and see what he thinks. And then from the second we talked to Chris, we realized that he was the guy that would be critical to us getting it. Um, just incredible amount of knowledge and great reputation. 
So we were able to talk Chris into coming up and meeting with us and going over what our ideas were. And when he arrived, he had done some market research to see what his thoughts were on it and uh, said he loved the potential and the challenge and he was ready to start the process with us, which for us was a godsend because I don't know what we would have done. We definitely wouldn't be open today if it wasn't for Chris. He is uh, really an incredible asset. So we got together with the FAA and uh, to explore the feasibility of it, and that was uh, very promising. And so we decided to start moving forward with that, and Chris went to work building the manuals from scratch for basically something that didn't exist yet. And then uh, in the last year, we finally got our Part 145 certificate, and uh, now we have 12 amazing people on our team that uh, I really feel are the pinnacle. I've always felt that in business, um, I want to do things the best of the best, offer the best customer service, the best products, and uh, treat customers like I would want to be treated. I would rather go out of business because I spent too much money trying to be the best than I would because they got a bad reputation by trying to be cheap. And uh, the amount of interest and customers that we've been seeing has been incredible. And I uh, have no intentions of slowing down anytime soon. We're super excited about the future of Cumulus Aviation. Yeah, that's an amazing story there on background, uh, an aircraft owner and a pilot yourself, and and seeing that there was a need within the market and going out and and taking advantage of that and capitalizing on it and starting up your own repair station, which I know we have a lot of listeners today that are probably maybe wondering how they can go about and doing it to, to, to start it. And so you guys are going to be able to give them some great insight. Um, and and like, as you mentioned, you, you found Chris, Chris Owens, uh, to help you get this business started. And Chris, you have... 20 years or more of experience in aviation uh, as an avionics technician and an AMP mechanic uh, with inspection authorization. Um, but you also have quite a bit of experience uh, serving in the Marine Corps and working for the regional airlines, uh, some aircraft manufacturers, and even some government contract work. So tell us a little about your aviation career and how you got into the business. I know you're originally from Florida and, and here you are now working in Idaho. So, so tell us your story. Yeah. So um, I got out of the Marine Corps in 2000, and um, this is a fun story how I got into it. Um, I was going to go and uh, go into like the computer science field, um, but my brother, uh, Raynell, graduated high school the same year I was getting out, and um, he had a pamphlet for Spartan School of Aeronautics in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So um, I, I went back into the military to finish up what I had to do. And we were supposed to go and uh, go to AMP school together in Oklahoma. So uh, I make it, I, I go directly there. I didn't go to back home to Florida. I go directly there. My brother's supposed to meet me there. And it uh, turns out that uh, he was in love and we wanted to stay in Florida and didn't want to come to, to Oklahoma. So I was stuck in Oklahoma by myself. <laughs> So uh, I finally decided to uh, um, stay and, and go through the course, and it was the best thing I did. So I, I, I got my uh, I got my A first in uh, 2001, and I got my P in 2002. And um, I immediately, you know, even though September 11th happened and everything like that, I was immediately able to get a job uh, uh, for uh, a regional airline. I worked for that regional airline for a few years. Then I went to uh, go to uh, Bombardier, 
then from Barton Barrier, I started uh, working for uh, the government in uh, various different programs. I worked for uh, Northrop Grumman, King Aerospace, Sierra Nevada Corporation. And um, uh, the, the, the main thing when I went to Sierra Nevada Corporation, um, I started working on this program called Non-Standard Aviation Programs. And those are aircraft that have uh, civilian, you know, aircraft that are for the military. And um, that's kind of like how I got tiptoed into like regulatory and writing because we had to uh, make our manuals and everything like that to kind of have a, a blend of government requirements and FAA requirements. So, but it's, you know, it's, it's a monster of its own. Um, so um, from there, um, I left and I went to work for uh, Surf Air. And then I, I went to go work for uh, uh, Boutique Air. And then from Boutique Air, I was actually on my way to go to the DC area to work for a, another government contractor and possibly also a situation with the FAA. Uh, and uh, I met uh, Sean and Ivy and, uh, you know, like Sean said, it was a blank canvas and um, it, 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 nothing existed. We didn't have a hangar. We didn't have a staff. It was just me, Sean and Ivy. And um, so from there, uh, once I realized uh, what was going on and, and, and I, I, like he said, I did my research. I, I went into a, a couple of different, uh, went on flight aware, check flights and everything like that. And looked at some of the different opportunities that was here and and uh the one thing i saw i saw so many planes coming in and planes leaving so you know i said so with all with the volume of planes coming in and the planes leaving there should be opportunities to uh you know capture some of that <clears throat> so from there um um had a conversation with sean i said let's do this and um i started to write the manuals and um, I did it with like, um, I'm kind of stubborn. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that I didn't want, I didn't want to look at anybody else's manuals. I didn't want to look at anybody else, how they did anything. I wanted to write it, everything from scratch and it's come from a genuine place and, uh, without influence. And, 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 um, and that's what I did. So the, the hardest part was just, just looking, reading through the 145, reading through all the various resources and then understanding what to start, okay? So I, I started simple. I started with my revisions and everything like that, my revision page. And, and then I would do, you know, every day I would do something and I would just put my thoughts down. I was read the regulation. I would put my thoughts down. That's why the manual is so big because I put my thoughts down and then I put in a, a bunch of different situations. And, and then once I went through each section of the repair station manual requirements, uh, then I started going back and just tightening up everything and making it more of a situation is of realistic and what can I do? Uh, and one of the things that I noticed from previous experience, whenever you write manuals, uh, especially when you have a, a changeover, you know, most people want to kind of deviate to what they were comfortable with and versus going through the revision process and making those changes through the vision so you don't do two things versus one thing. And so I want to make the manual an easy read. And also I want to make the manual uh, uh, a situation where it's not, 
is 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 something that somebody can read and understand that maybe don't have an aviation background. That was very very important to me. So that's kind of why the manuals took a little bit long, uh, longer than um, I, I anticipated. And uh, but I also was able to get it shrunk down to the the, the 98 pages, and we did everything. We made our own uh, 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 documentation for maintenance, our tags, everything is all made from scratch. Didn't copy anybody, just taking all the information, interpreted and uh, and putting it out there. Now the one thing that I always say is that. Um, when I went to the AA, when we finally became an AA member, I went to that website. I was upset about that <laughs> that trainer <laughs> manual uh, uh, little worksheet that it, that's on that website because I like, man, this could have saved me a lot of time. Because <laughs> the trainer minute was definitely was one that I had a hard time with because I think I I, I was trying to make it more than what it uh, I was trying to make it more than what it really needed to be, and um and um but it it, it was it was a uh, it was a, a, a good challenge and it was fun and, and I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and one of the things I think that maybe helped you uh, have that knowledge to, to put the, the manuals in place for a, for a startup company is that you had, I believe back in 2017, um, attended the AEA Certified Repair Station Training Course, which is a week-long course and it's taught by Rick Perry, who is the AEA's Vice President of Government and Industry Affairs. Talk a little bit about your experience at, at that course um, and, and how it helped you start your business. Yeah, definitely. So uh, just a little bit of background, what made me go to the course is the um, I was uh, doing, uh, um, I was setting up a lot of different maintenance control and planning a lot of SOC type stuff for uh, fleet operators. And um, uh, Boutique Air kind of wanted me to, to transition to become the director of maintenance. So at that time, I wanted to go ahead and like, okay, what is out there to kind of give me, you know, understanding because, you know, I understand res, I understand a, a lot of different things, but sometimes you, 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 you need a, you know, a different outside look to, to either validate what you're thinking and make sure you're on the right track. So I took the 145 repair station course, and um, when I went to the course, uh, Rick Perry uh, was did a very good job articulating uh, everything uh, uh, just about the process. So, so even though it was many, many years later that uh, a few years later that I started the first 145, um, it did open the door for me just understanding resources and where to go, uh, and and understanding your situation. Um, versus in assuming and and then writing towards that effect so when i went back to uh the airline i was working for um I, it gave me a a, a a lot of tools just to kind of know where to go for information that was the main thing understanding my resources and know where to go for information through the regs and everything like that and and, and understanding the many different interpretations of the reg for the situation that you're in. That was very, very, that when, when he said that and that clicked in my head, from there, I just ran with it. Yeah, and that uh, that certified repair station training course uh, will actually take place again uh, later this year, August 9th through the 13th of 2021. And that will take place at the AEA headquarters just outside of Kansas City, Missouri, uh, in Lee Summit, Missouri. So if you are interested in in taking a class, uh, for those of you who are listening out there and maybe starting a repair station, this is a great 
a great way to get started and to learn the business from the ground up. You can learn more and register at aea.net slash training. And once again, we are visiting with Chris Owens and Sean Wilkie of Cumulus Aviation in Caldwell, Idaho, here on AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company. So Chris and Sean, um, tell us a little bit of, of, about your shop, the how many employees you have now and the type of services you perform for your customers and 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 maybe the the type of aircraft that that's that's your target market right now. Sure, yeah, like I mentioned previously, we have uh, 12 great people and uh, kind of started out focusing on single engine piston as that's primarily the, the local market. Um, but Chris has grown this and expanded us into so many things that I never would have thought of because of his think outside of the box mentality and uh, and his research. He probably can really delve into that for you. Yeah, so so um, definitely the um, uh, just to give you a little bit of uh, a background, you know, we started out with one idea, <laughs> but due to you know the COVID nineteen pandemic. You know, we we quickly had to uh, recognize and understand the situation, and um, you know, reassess and make sure that when we did, when we are certificated, we we can we can be agile enough and 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 be in a situation where we can take advantage of a lot of different things. Um, so one of the things we 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 decided to do was really really concentrate on single engine aircraft, especially Cessna products. And uh, and and provide a a service and a, a a platform for those aircraft to to be looked at in the area. Um, there's a lot of business aviation in the area, so there's a little bit of uh, let's just say a little bit of neglect towards those aircraft, where we found a, a kind of like an initial niche to you know get our feet on the ground and just understand the customer of the area, and. Um, by doing that, um, we uh, released a Cessna, uh, a Cumulus Aviation Cessna maintenance program, where we, you know, also, you know, do the annuals and everything like that, but provide a service and provide a platform for those aircraft to have a, a level of maintenance that is a little bit carefree, where that type of stuff is mostly suited for, you know, most business aircraft and everything like that. So. Um, with that aircraft and 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 with that that program that has also seeded other inquiries of other different type programs, and and also uh, allowed us to get it our foot into a little bit of the business aviation. So we plan on um, in the next few weeks releasing a a similar program for King Airs up to 200 and other different platforms like Pipers and and then twin engine aircraft. Uh, uh, we have a little bit of logistics to work out because all those aircraft takes manpower and everything like that. So we're working out uh, some of the logistics of how to bring on staff and get them functional in a, in a time frame that um, allows us to take advantage of these different opportunities. Now that segues into my into my next question. It sounds like you already have a, a growth plan in mind a little bit, starting off with single engine pistons, but growing into King Airs and business aircraft. But how do you all envision your shop maybe growing over the next say three to five years? And and will you be working on more div more diverse aircraft types and hiring more technicians during that period? Great question because you know like I um. Uh, what Sean didn't tell you that is uh, when he hired me. 
you know, I accept all challenging, I accept all all things. I'm kind of, uh, uh, let's just say, uh, not crazy, but I'm not afraid of anything when it comes to the aircraft maintenance side of the house. And we have, you know, and one of the things that we, the reason some of the business area and some of the things aviation in our region isn't as fulfilling as it could be is because of the technicians. And one of the things that we plan on doing is developing a, um, a process to develop apprenticeship and everything like that to, to allow and get training in here so that we can expand the models. Now, if you let me tell it, you know, if you let me tell it, you know, I, I, I think that we have our own airline in five years. So, uh, you know, that is the goal and that's some of the stuff I'm, I'm setting and we're going to do it all ourselves. So um, um, that is a, a bold statement and, and um, that is something that um, that that I, I think that we can do. Uh, but at first, you know, the, the maintenance is, is the baseline of anything in any business that we build off of this. And we definitely plan on uh can uh provide in uh many platforms uh of aircraft that we want to maintain and but general aviation will um after going through this process the general aviation aspect of it will never be neglected by cumulus aviation well you guys off to, are off to a great start that's a that's a wonderful vision to have and you know to kind of put it in perspective too and chris you touched on it for a little bit but you know i believe it was in the late in the year 2019 through the summer and fall where you were spending those five months working on all of those manuals and putting things together and then you finally did get your repair station certificate from the faa i believe in september of 2020 not too long ago but that was actually that window where uh, where the pandemic hit and COVID-19. So you did all of this work, started up this business in the middle of a pandemic. So my question that I'm going to ask may be a little bit more challenging because because sure. it's, a, it's a new business and a startup, but what operational adjustments, if any, did you have to make last year with the pandemic and, and how did it impact your business? Okay, well, um, when, when, um, when the pandemic happened, just like everybody else, there's just there's there's no there's no data there's no data how everything is going to fall out and fall in place and anything like that so we kind of I kind of just had to go old school talking to people um figuring out what they're going through figure out what some of the other businesses are going through and the great thing about it is that I I happen to know a lot of people in the industry so because I know a lot of people in the industry a lot of people feel you know, very comfortable talking to me and being frank with me about some of the situations they go on through, and um, and then through that, from that information, I'm able to take and and uh, uh, make adjustments. So, in our, our initial business model, the the only thing we really planned on doing is just being a simple avionics shop. We weren't going to plan on doing any kind of maintenance, okay? And so we made the adjustments to start doing maintenance and doing annuals and and doing all all those type things, which turned out to be really really good because that brought in the customer and you, you, we started interacting with the customer more and just figuring out what their avionic needs are along with their maintenance needs are and coming up with situations that we can keep them coming back. And what we found out is that when they come into our shop we provide uh, you know i'm from the south so we provide a southern hospitality type atmosphere and um you know they enjoy that and 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 by coming in we're able to sell them avionics when they might have not wanted avionics and 
giving them a, a fair price and not necessarily, you know, trying to nickel and dime them, you know, and, you know, we're very upfront, we're very transparent. We have a, a two quote policy, you, you know, you get the initial quote and then anything that we find non-routines within a certain amount of time frame. And, and, and we provide uh, that level of transparency. And then uh, we have customers that just want to come in and, and hang out and, and have conversation and talk aviation. So, uh, and if anybody knows me, if you want to walk in that door and you want to ruin my day, let's talk airplanes, <laughs> you know, and, um, and cause we would definitely sit there and talk about airplanes. That's one of the greatest ways to ruin my day. So, you know, we, I, so going back to, you know, the business aspect of it, it was just really trying to get a, a, a tune into understanding where the people are in the area and then what we can provide them that is conducive enough for them to one fly their airplane because we are one of the things we want to push is we want you to fly the aircraft 100 hours a year don't let that aircraft sit on the ground and not fly fly that aircraft and but a lot of the hesitation is how expensive would be for the maintenance so we by providing them a cost effective maintenance program by also providing them an opportunity to get upgrades through that maintenance program at a good install rate and everything like that, a lot of people have taken to that. And for, for aircraft owners and pilots, uh, what is the best way that they can contact you in your shop? Yes, yeah, so uh, we have the website, cumulusaviation.com. We also have Facebook at cumulusaviation.com. Uh, we also uh, um, at 521, Dishman Place, uh, Caldwell, Idaho, 83605. And our our, our hangar uh, phone is area code 208-459-2360. And something worth noting is uh, cumulus is definitely a play on words as far as how that's spelled. It's not spelled like the cloud. Oh, yeah. It's spelled Q-M-U-L-U-S if you're going to the website. Well, Chris and Sean, thank you so much for your time. I hope we can catch up maybe in person later this year at the AEA convention, but is there anything that, that the two of you would like to add or maybe that we, that we missed? Yeah, you know, um, you know, Cumulus Aviation is a, you know, a, we, we, we just got a certificate. We got a great start. We have a, a lot of bold and, and ambitious plans uh, uh, in the future. And um, we love to hear from our customer base. You can contact us anytime at, uh, on our social media platform or our website or call in or walk in the shop. Um, and um, one of the, also the great things is, is that we are in, uh, in the process of becoming a, a, a garment dealer. We should have that done today. Uh, we, we have pretty much all the uh, avionics of uh, Aspen, uh, Avidon, uh, Dynon, um, so we're a one-stop shop and we got more to come. We're going to be, uh, hopefully doing some engine work by the end of next year and, uh, some, uh, airframe work by end of next year also. So got a lot of great plans. It's been an incredible journey so far. And I think, uh, the sky is going to be the limit for us. And just wanted to thank you guys again for having us on and all the things that EEA provides. It, uh, truly is an asset for anyone associated with avionics or aviation. Well, and congratulations to to both you, Sean and and Chris, for putting together a great team and 
opening up a, a new business, a repair station, and, and we certainly welcome you all to the uh, to the avionics industry. So thanks so much for joining us again today. That is Chris Owens and Sean Wilkie here on AEA Amplified. To learn more about Cumulus Aviation, as they mentioned, you can visit them on the website, and that is cumulusaviation.com. And as they said there, it starts with a Q, a play on words there. Uh, cumulusaviation.com. You can also read more about the repair station that was featured in the February 2021 edition of Avionics News Magazine, and you can check out that member profile written by Christine Knauer at avionicsnews.net, or you can download the Avionics News app uh, that are available for both iOS and Android devices. And before we go, let me remind our listeners and some AEA members about some important items. First of all, the dates for the 64th annual AEA International Convention and Trade Show have been moved. That event will now take place June 22nd through the 25th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas, Texas. If you'd like to attend and have not registered yet, you can take advantage of the early bird registration through March 31st, which will save you $180 per person off your registration. You can learn more at aea.net slash convention. Also, the Avionics News Technical Training Exam is now available for avionics technicians, and that exam may be taken online by AEA members, or it can be downloaded by non-members. And by completing that exam, technicians get a head start on their FAA-accepted training. And if you score 85% or higher, you will receive credit toward your repair station training program requirements. So if you are up to the test, visit avionicsnews.net. And finally, if you are interested in pursuing professional opportunities in the avionics industry, the job listings page on the AA website is your one-stop resource. Search the AEA's job listings and see what's on your horizon. Free resume posting is also available. That's the jobs board at aea.net slash jobs. And that's going to wrap it up for today. And we hope you can join us again soon for another episode of AEA Amplified sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a mode company. To learn more about Genesis and its full range of products, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Until next time on AEA Amplified, so long everybody and be safe.